What's up, you beauties? Welcome to High and Wide Radio, episode 47 of season 5, the last episode of season 5. I'm your host, Jim Joined, as always, by Jack Smith and Travis Ballinghall. If you're watching this live on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and set an alert for future shows. And if you're listening as a podcast, please make sure you're listening and subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get notifications for future episodes the minute we upload them. Um, all right, guys. Uh, the last episode of the season, rookie camp, uh, you know, regular camp starts in a week. Or, uh, actually, this week, uh, the 14th to be exact. Uh, so, you know, we're going to bring season five to an end and we're going to start right back up next week, season six. This whole season thing's kind of BS because we never stop. But, um, <laughs> you know, it ends whenever we want. So Episode actually, 47, huh? Yeah. I, I Andrew, guess Andrew McDonald. Oh. The Andrew McDonald episode. Meant to be. No, I don't like it. <laughs> good, good way to end. <laughs> so, topic loaded episode uh, this week, guys. Uh, stuff's going on in Russia, as always. We'll get to that with our new segment. Uh, Morgan Frost finally signed a contract. And let's open the episode with a little good news. Because uh, I don't think we... This, this happened after we did our episode last week, right? Happened during the week sometime. I don't think yes. we talked about Frost. Uh, I'm curious to hear what you guys think because I kind of gave my thoughts Friday during the Friday flyby or flyover. Sorry, God forbid that's oh, trademark. That's You're done. <laughs> um, so Jack, I- I'm curious. Frost signs for two years, four point two million, two point one average annual value. Your thoughts on the new deal for Mr. Morgan Frost? I, th- I, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, he's not making, not that it matters how much he makes where this team is, but it's only two years. You don't walk him to free agency. You still got a year. And I kind of was a little in a weird way underwhelmed. I'm like, what was the holdout for? Like, what what, did we, were we that like low balling or did he really want that much? And then just common sense came around. So I don't know, but either way, I think it's exactly what it should be. And it works. Absolutely. Um, Trev, your thoughts. Very similar thoughts. I was curious why it took so long. Um, I was on here before saying I was hoping for a bridge deal with Frost. Got it done. Um, I was wondering maybe, because you remember last year when uh, Chuck Fletcher sent out the email to all the players, hey, (laughs) it's strongly recommended for you to be here September 1st. Maybe, you know, Morgan Frost still being a young guy. He doesn't want to miss any of John Tortorella's camp. I think that could have played a part in it. And like Jack was saying, were we lowballing him? Did he want too much? But I guess he was like, uh, maybe, maybe it's time to get in here before they start getting a bad opinion about me. But I really like Morgan Frost. This is going to be a big year for him, and hopefully he takes it and runs with it. I love this deal. I think it's a win. And as somebody was on the YouTube in the comments giving me – giving us uh, issues on, I think I said it on Friday flyover, um, that it was a win for the front office. Like you sign a potential at the very, I don't want to say at the very best second C, because if he performs, if he outperforms what we think, he could be, he could play around on the top line at times, mm-hmm. right? Like he's capable of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this team, sure. Yeah. And so he signed for two years at only 2.1 as a cap hit. I think that's outstanding from the front office. To uh, I'm sure Frost maybe wanted more, um, 
I thought he was going to get more. I think that's a win. You know, and when you look at maybe they'll make up, let's say he outperforms this deal, right? And in two years when the cap goes up, um, maybe he somewhat gets overpaid as, as long as things go well. Um, it's sort of what they did with Couturier. Remember when like Coots was like a steal? He was making what, like $4 million for however many years? And then they give him that long contract. I don't know. Maybe – who knows? I think it's a great deal, though. You could put him on the first, second, at the very worst, third line, and he's still just making $2.1 million. That's a win, right? Hands down. Hands down a win. <clears throat> and I just like mostly – because it doesn't matter what we play players as long as we fit him in the cap during this like time where we're at in our franchise – not yeah. walking him to free agency was very important because that's when you can really get held up and you lose your leverage. So that that's more important to me here. The money itself, that just shocked me based on the holdout, you know? So like it, that, yeah, it is a win for the front office. I mean, there's only, we've had a decent amount to go by, uh, but it's, you know, there's every facet of the game. I would like to see what Danny Briere does. And this was exactly what he should have done. So that's a, that's a check Mark. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll pile on here. I completely agree. Like, the money didn't really matter to me too much just because we're not a cap team at the moment. We should be fine in that perspective. And part of that's kind of why I wanted Cam York on a long term deal. Like, say you sign Cam York to eight years and um, you get, let's say, four years at a good cap number. And then the cap's going to be up and it's like, okay or yeah, the cap's going to keep going up and you look at the uh, Cam York deal as like a steal. Like I thought that made sense for Yorkie frost. I think a bridge is perfect. And like Jack said, we're, he's still going to be restricted free agent. So we still have leverage there. Um, I mean, if this guy plays to his potential, he could be looking at a six, seven, eight year deal two years from now. For sure. And important to point out, I think that, uh, Morgan Frost is just 24 years old, which yeah, is the same age as Noah Cates, actually. Right. So for the longest time, we were able to say, yeah, you know, Frost is only 20. He's only 21, only 22. He's 24 years old now. No longer a kid. Right. Uh, it's the same age as Noah Cates. I don't think anybody looks at Noah Cates like they're, you know, a young, uh, a young up and coming guy. Like this is it. Like between now and the next two years, you have to show us what you are. You know, are you the guy that led the team in scoring through through the last uh, half of the season last year? Or, you know, are you going to continue to be inconsistent? You know, and uh, he has the ability to play it for his next contract again. You know, and, he's, and at the same time, he's a millionaire. So he made out okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, 4.2 million is not, not peanuts. He did okay. Um, so good for Frost. Even better for the Flyers. Um, and we'll see what happens between now and his next contract. As long as he's not in Torts' doghouse, you would expect he's going to have a lot of opportunity, going to be on the power play, five-on-five. Five, he's going to be playing with some pretty good wingers. Yep. Um, he, he's got a good opportunity here. He really does. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about guys like Forrester, um, Barabee, Connect Connect me, Tippett. Tippett. I mean, these guys can put the puck in the net. So, uh yeah, those are the guys you want playing on on the wings of, uh, you know, a guy like Frost. So, uh, great point there. 
All right, let's keep it rolling a little bit. Let's kind of change gears. So more positive news came out today. Uh, Brian Boucher, the former Philadelphia Flyer goalie, will now be in the booth with JJ. Your guys' thoughts on that? Trav, we can kick this one off with you first. I think Brian Boucher is a phenomenal analyst, and I kind of think um, he wasn't on ESPN enough. I thought when NBC had the rights, they used him. They used him a lot. I thought he was really good. ESPN, he really wasn't on like the national games. You'd have to turn into tune into a, a 10 o'clock West Coast game to hear him. But I thought he was really good in the playoffs. And I was pretty pumped when they announced he was going to TNT and he's going to be on the, the Wednesday night games. Is it Wednesday night? Now I forget. I think um, I saw Wednesday, yeah. But he's going to be like the main – uh, in between the bench guys for them. So I'm pretty happy about that. And then we get this news that we're going to have him for majority of the season. I, I think he's a phenomenal broadcaster. I'm pretty pumped. I like him too. Jack, what do you think? No, <clears throat> I completely agree. It's um, It was almost funny. Like we chose him. I'm like, I'm surprised that he chose us. Like I know he's from the team and whatnot, but like, you know, he, I guess maybe he wasn't being shown enough on ESPN because every time I've seen him, he's done a phenomenal job. He's never made a fool of himself. Uh, he's never really come off too biased or anything like that. He just does his job and he's good at it. So the fact that he's doing a majority of the games here was phenomenal. You can't do a whole for losing Keith Jones. Like there was a couple names mentioned. Like I love Scott Hartnell, but I did not really see him in that role. Uh, Bush, I think will be perfect, and I hope he's there as long as we can have him. I think it's a phenomenal replacement. So do I. Yeah, as long as it wasn't Hartnell, right? Um. I like Booch, uh, Boucher, Bouch. He's uh, easy to listen to. He knows his stuff. Um, and who knows? Maybe he's the next Flyers GM. <laughs> Fast track. <laughs> or, or, or what's Keith Jones now? The president Barker. of hockey? Yes, yes. Screw GM. He went right maybe, to the top. <laughs> maybe Bouch is the next president of hockey ops. Who knows? Um, but no, I, I, as as fans, and uh, there are people who may who might disagree, but I think the majority agree. I, I think we're, we've been pretty lucky with who the Flyers have had mm -hmm. in the in the booth calling games for as long as we've been alive. I mean, I don't remember or if I ever even saw Gene Hart. When, when was he done, Jack? Do you remember? Like, I think that's something uh, that you would remember. I want to say like right around 95. He died in 99. Um, I think 95 was either his the, their first season without him or his last season because okay. I remember listening to Jim Jackson on the radio like one half a season or something. And then he made the jump to TV, but I was like eight years old. So I'm really, I'm trying to remember, but I think that's right, right around that time. Okay. I don't, I don't ever remember watching a game with anyone aside from Jim Jackson calling the game. Um, it's possible that I, that I saw Hart, but uh, I mean, we've had Jim Jackson. We've had uh member Gary Dornhofer. I, I loved Dornhofer on uh, with JJ. Um, we've had Keith Jones, Bill Clement, Steve Coates has yep. been fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you have the radio, Tim Saunders. So we've been pretty lucky with, you know, uh, guys calling the games on the radio and on TV uh, as fans. So, well, if, if I could, I want to ask you guys a question. I've always wondered this. I've seen some things on Twitter. It's, it's it has to do with the announcers. It's not exactly on topic, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. So Jim Jackson's a treasure. I believe that. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. Um, he gets some flack 
sometimes. And when you look at like Jack Edwards in Boston, it's like <laughs> night and day. So it's like, how could he get flat? So one of the things I do see is he is too biased. Um, before I go any further, what are you, I'll start with Travis. Like, what are your thoughts on that being a, a critique, a negative critique of Jim Jackson? He's too biased towards his own team. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, and I do think he's a little biased at, at times. I don't think it's anything bad, but I think that there should be a little bit of bias towards your, the team you call for when you're, you work for the flyers and you're broadcasting towards flyers fans. I I think there's something to that. And he, I don't think he goes over the line. I, I see the criticisms that you're talking about on Twitter from time to time. People think he's too biased. I don't think so. I actually, I'll be honest. I thought Bill Clement was a little too biased at times. Um, I don't see it with uh, Jim Jackson. Um, I, I heard a story one time and I think this is kind of, publicly well known but ed snyder was like i want you guys to be biased towards our team i don't want you guys talking crap about any of our players so i think they were also a little bit ingrained in that i'm good with that i i honestly i agree with that um i guess from business perspective from a guy like ed snyder's perspective these are team employees like they're employed by your organization calling games about your team, the last thing you want is for them to say negative things. Even if so, a person that does it very well, or did did it really well, was Keith Jones. If you yep. didn't have positive things to say about a player, he just didn't talk about the player. And if you were wondering, like, let's say you know you, you come to him and go, yeah, you don't talk about this guy that much. Like, how come? Well, he's not giving me anything to talk about, you know. And that's how you know he's not playing well. You know, you don't need to go on. Honestly, I don't like when announcers are on national TV or whatever, and they're like, you know, this guy has been playing like this, and he stinks, and he's this, and he's that. That's poor taste, in my opinion, you know. Um, let the national guys do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I always kind of I, – I like the biasness, and I think Flyers fans know that our announcers are biased, so going into the game, you should expect that. To criticize it, I think, is idiotic you know, for lack of a better word. Um, it just is what it is. So uh, I don't off- even think they're that bad at it. They're not right. even that big of homers. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish with this. I think Jim Jackson's a little biased, and it's a good. Jack Edwards is way too biased. That's where I don't – I'm out. That's too much. It's like laughably biased, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he's just flat out laughable sometimes. Like, I don't even understand what the hell he's trying to say half the time. But um, no, it's good to see we're on the same page because I see stuff like that. I'm glad you feel the same way I do. I'm like the audience, 85 percent of the audience, at least is Flyers fans. I would expect him to be biased. I want him to be biased. I don't want him saying every single call is the worst thing ever if it goes against the Flyers, which is kind of my initial reaction. But I'm not live. I got to calm down and think things over. But like I love he's a national treasure and he doesn't get enough credit. And people say stuff like that. I'm like, he's not a national guy. Like, why would he do that? Why would you want him to do that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just it irritates me because the guy is so good and doesn't get enough credit. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. For sure. And our buddy Jared Phillips popping in. Uh, if you've ever, if you've never heard Esposito on TV, Tampa Bay broadcast, it's wild. So 
I'm not sure if it's the same guy, and I, and I think he's really popular down in Tampa, but they have a, a guy, I think it's radio. I have to, when, like when they were doing the replays of Tampa Bay winning the cup mm-hmm. and scoring goals, I can't listen to this guy. Do you know, do you know who it yeah, is? Yeah, I remember that as well. Like he screams and he, he like yells. It's, the, it's It doesn't even sound good. It just like blares through your, into your ears. I don't know if this guy still does this, and I don't know if it's TV or radio, but the Florida Panthers guy, I think it's radio, he used to, I guess because they don't get a lot of viewership, but he used to say things like, because this is going back to when Bo Meister was on a team, he was like, oh, Bo Meister with a shot, hot pot of coffee, and hit the pot, it was like stuff like that. <laughs> it was like, it was fun. I was like, that's different. I kind of like that. I thought that's what you were going to say, but. No, <laughs> I wonder if it's it's the same guy or something, dude. Because I it's it was definitely Florida guy who I'm talking about. Because the players he was mentioning were definitely Florida Panthers. So, mm-hmm. but again, this is like 2000. When was Bo Meister with Florida? 2007, eight, nine, something like that. Something yeah, like that, yeah. Another one more comment from Jared here. They're supposed to be biased. It's a feature, not a bug. They know their audience. I mean, know your audience. Common sense. Exactly. So, yep. All right, Brian Boucher is going to be in the booth. Something to look forward to uh, for the season. Uh, what else do we have here? Jackson Cates uh, is on a PTO with the New York Islanders. So, Jack, maybe bumping up the price of that. Uh, what's that card again? Young Guns. Young Gun. Gun. I have the Jackson Cates Young Gun because there was too many Noah Cates Young Guns going around. So I snagged the Jackson Cates. And when he becomes a stud with the Islanders – Come to me. We'll talk deals. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah. So the, there you go. Um, all right. I think it might be time for the KHL update. <laughs> Jack, did you see that last week? I did. And I loved it. <laughs> it all right. The KHL update. It's time. So obviously the big news is Michkov was getting scratched. He's only been in one game so far this season for Ska St. Petersburg, and it was a pretty uneventful night for Michkov. I think he played over six minutes. He was loaned today to his former club, or the club that he was formerly loaned out to, HC Sochi. And this is significant because... Michkov played in, I think it was 29 games with them. last uh, 27 games with Sochi last year. He was on loan from St. Petersburg. Uh, played 27 games, 9 goals, 20 assists. Uh, Sochi's known for uh, developing some of their younger guys, the, the coaches. I think he's been a coach for eight years or so, and he's supposedly he's good with player development. Um, so the situation is more ideal in regards to playing for Michkov. Now, the downside or the interesting part of that is uh, Michkov had mentioned uh, weeks or months ago that he would rather not go back to Sochi as, you know, his father, I think, was uh, spent time with him out there uh, either before or during uh, uh, while Michkov was there. And he was killed, obviously. So Michkov would rather not play there because everything reminds him of his father. So we'll see how this is going to play out. Uh, in terms of development, hockey and all that, it's it looks good for Michkov. The other stuff, I don't know. That's going to be – that's tough. That's uh, – I couldn't imagine, to be honest with you. So, uh, Jack, your first thoughts on Michkov being loaned to 
uh, HC Sochi? Well, outside of all the father stuff, which I totally understand, I think it's fantastic. He needed to get out of the situation he was in. I saw a lot like, oh, is he actually – I'm sure none of us believe this, but, oh, is he actually struggling out there? Or is he not that good or whatever? Um, our good friend Dan Knightley found a pretty good podcast poll from um, – oh, geez, I just had his name up now. I'm going to slip. He's normally a Toronto – Steve Dangle, the Steve Dangle podcast. And they spoke about the, the you know the, how it is in Russia and whatnot. And that club, the St. Petersburg Club, which is like always good, like the Yankees of the Russia of Russia. The head coach is like a political position. Hmm. Like the guy was his his uh, background to hockey. He was like an advisor with some like like I'm not sure what league it was in, but they built a team for some kind of world play, and he was involved. And then he's the head coach of the top team in Russia. Like it's a, a appointed position. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about or doing. On top of that, they also noted that when you have you're a Russian player and you're like, yeah, I'm going to the NHL, they typically don't give a shit about you. I believe Demonov, if I'm correct me if I'm saying it wrong, was the 13th forward. I think both of those players could play on their second or third line. Who's their top line center? It's Skalchenyok, isn't it? Like, Honestly, I don't remember. Like, give me a break. Like you're telling me, oh, he's not good enough to play. Put all that crap out of your head. We needed this guy out of there. Obviously, we need him here, but getting him out of there to develop elsewhere and actually play meaningful minutes was more important than anything. It's it's fantastic news that he's not in that situation anymore. Yeah, and I'll I'll top in. Uh, our old buddy Misha Vorobiev was on that team as well on the third line, and we know about him as a player. And it's like, dude, Mit, uh, Mitchkov was breaking. Um, Ovechkin and Kucherov and all these different Russian Kaprizov Malkin his year 18 season points per game was better than all them guys like wh- why are you scratching him he's a stud so I think it's it's a good thing um I kind of talked about it last week I was hoping this wouldn't kind of dread along and it would kind of end soon and they just stick him in the lineup but like Jack said, I mean, this coach is a certified idiot. <laughs> Let's keep it honored. And I, th- I think he got the job because he's buddies with Putin over there. And uh, it's, it's yeah. like if they made Chris Christie the head coach of the Flyers. <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, like, that that's the kind of person running that team right now. So, yeah, from a hockey perspective, I think it's really good that he's going back to this team that he played pretty well on last year. That was a good one, Jack. <laughs> First one popped to my head. Great comparison. How about uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers just got hurt. No, stop. Yep. Oh, I had I, I got to check on my one friend. He might be jumping. That does nothing <laughs> for me. I actually wait. It does. Anyways, um, all right. So Mechkov's going to get some more playing time. That's great. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Sochi. Um, yeah, at least we'll get to watch some Mechkov. Um, let's move on. Flyers have a couple prospect goalies over in the KHL. Well, we think two prospect goalies. Uh, let's get to Alexei Kolosov first. Uh, obviously had the shutout in his first game has played in two games since, uh, he's one and one on the season. So I guess it came in in uh, relief. He's given up five goals since, um, 2.52 goals against average nine seventeen save percentage, which only three games, but if he can maintain that, Throughout the season, that would be his highest save percentage of his career, uh, which would be 
significant because his ELC, he's signed to an ELC and he can come over as soon as next season. So you want to see, we want to be watching for a good, you know, a really good season from Alexi Kolosov this year because there's a chance that he could be the Flyers' future starting goaltender. Um, any thoughts, comments on Alexi Kolosov? I, I, I don't know if you guys have watched him. I, I haven't really had an opportunity to watch him this year, so I can only read off stats and pump him up in that sense. Yeah, same here. I'll, I'll keep it short. I saw some highlights of a shutout he had a couple of weeks ago, and he looked really good and talked about it last week. I mean, this guy, you read the scouting reports, people are very high on him, so let's hope he continues to play well because I agree with – you, Jim, this, this guy might have a, a really strong future for us. Comparisons, mm-hmm. the names that his name has been thrown into with where those players are now. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be Shesterkin. I'm not saying he's going to be a Sorokin. The I am. trajectory <laughs> of his career is identical. You know, like I'm just – I stash him like they did Arison. You forgot about him. You were, you were focused on the goalies we had here at the time. And one day he just – Shows up to camp and is like, oh, crap, what do we have here? So that's what I can see happening with this guy. I'm a thousand times more excited for this guy than I am Fedotov, unfortunately. It is what it is. But, yeah, no, I want to keep hearing good things. You know, just, do, you know, just get him over here. Just get him over here. We'll go from there. Mm-hmm. How about all these stud Russians that we're talking about with the Flyers? If there's been one thing that's been pretty consistent over the course of our Flyers fandom, they haven't really had too many – stud russians and especially not stud russian prospects have they no I mean, the, the, the only russian him. that comes to mind is, is Zherdev, and he was only here for a year jim no joke like the only russian they drafted i can think of in like the 90s was dimitri Tertishin. like and he was a sixth round pick you know what i mean like mm-hmm. th- and that was the schneider thing and i don't think that's like a conspiracy theory or anything they like, were just not dude you they had all the money in the world and they never brought in like a Pavel Bure or any, or any, you know, Fedorov, like anybody like that. They weren't even in the, the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were interested in other players. If they'd have gotten their hands on a guy like that, they, you know, the other consistent thing with the for our Flyers fanhood, no cups. So it's like <laughs> screw it, get the best players. Yeah, Pro- Provi comes to mind, but it's not a yeah. great comparison because right, he was <laughs> playing in Western Canada, but yeah. He's Russian. Um, That's also 2015 he was drafted. In the 90s, there was like a no Russian, unless he's late, <laughs> probably not going to make it. Where where I thought Jim was going with that was all the stud Russian goalies that are popping mm. up. I mean, uh, Bob, we yeah. signed Bob out of Russia, but Bobrovsky, uh, Varlamov was good for a while. You said Shesterkin, Sorokin, uh, Vasilevsky. I mean, <laughs> Briz was good for a while. I mean, there are some pretty good Russian goalies who have been dominating. Yeah. Absolutely. Flyers currently have three stud Russian goalies in their system. At least three. Uh, Kolosov, Fedotov, and the guy they just drafted this year. I'm going to butcher his name. Igor Zavragin. Zavragin. I don't, I don't have to learn how to say how to say his last name. Zavragin. Um, yeah. So, yeah. They, they have a lot of stud Russian goalies and you know, Michkov, uh, new orange, new era of orange. Means, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> means Russian. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm kind of glad they're hopping on the Russian goalie wave because all these young guys are keep coming up. I mean, they're all Russian. I'm, I'm down for it. Yeah. So I like the uh, the Zherdev shout out. Uh, I, I was waiting for that. 
Back to back episodes with Jaredev. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I was Did a we talk about him last week? that conversation. I, I was because when they signed him, I was the same way. I'm like, this guy's shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy how that kind of just fizzled out, huh? That's me we at should, 20, you know. We should do like a like a bonus episode sometime where we just talk about like our top three or five favorite players. All right, yeah, we could do that. That'd be ones fun. that were good and ones that weren't good. <laughs> well, well, Jared like creep into my top five. I was a big yeah, like fan didn't of pan out. Yeah. Oh man, we could go nuts with this. We could, yeah, we could have fun with that. Good. Could have a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Oh, we didn't talk about Fedotov. Sorry. Oh. So had a a rough first game back. I think he gave up five goals in his first game. Has started in two games since. And it's only given up three goals in those two games as the save percentage up to 0.886 and the goals against average down to 2.68. Uh, so hopefully the save percentage continues to rise. And, you know, there's a little bit more news to go on in this saga that's never going to end. The IIHF apparently had a meeting with, um, was it, KHL officials. I don't think it was team officials. Did you guys see this report? It came out if today, not, right? Yeah. If not, I got to go back and look that up real quick. I did glance over it. I saw that the IIHF is going to continue to uh, discipline them, and the the disciplinary actions are going to continue to get worse. I'm not <laughs> sure if the KHL is going to follow through, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, what? Like we said last week, it's like telling you know, a punished kid to go to his room. Like he's already punished. Like it's a big deal. Now he's got to go to his room. So this will end allowed- up. This will yeah. end up getting settled in like two years, where it's like, hey, we'll we'll give Fedotov to the Flyers, but you got to let us back in the the World Cup of Hockey and the Olympics and all that crap. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, dumb like trouble. that. Anytime Russia gets in trouble, the response is, you know, ooh, like they just don't <laughs> care. So I'm looking at a quote. I don't mean to change gears back real quick here, but this is from Roman Rottenberg uh, on Matt Bamichkov. You guys want me to read this real quick? Let's hear it. By all means. Uh, so Michkov will continue the season in Sochi. Uh, I think it's the right decision. Uh, he's got his whole career ahead of him. He now needs to play a lot with men to harden up. He will have this opportunity in Sochi. We talked a lot with Michkov and came to a mutual mutual decision that this was the best option for his career. Michkov is a player of the first or second line, first or second majority. We don't want we don't want to marinate Matt Matt Vi or Matt V. How the hell do you say that? Matt V. Matt Vay. Matt Vay. We don't want to marinate Matt Vay in reserve. We wish him maximum progress. We will closely monitor his play. And at the first opportunity, we'll, we will be glad to see him in St. Petersburg. See you on the ice. <laughs> so I said all the right things there. So know? let me cut you off real quick. Who was that quote by again? Uh, Rotenberg. Hey, who's that? Uh, okay. okay. Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. I I saw that as I was looking for the. He needs to play with men. Who was he playing with before? Right, Galchenyuk's not a real man. (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) Guess Misha isn't either. Not a good uh, veteran leadership core over there. I guess he did his best to uh, you know 
make it sound nice and political and whatnot, but whoever wrote that for him, you know, had a couple of miscues. I really don't care with this class. Say he doesn't know anything about hockey. Well, he did say he's got to harden up, and we're hard for torts, so perfect place for him. Hey, send him. We'll, we'll get him. Hard <laughs> uh, yeah. for torts and Mappy. <laughs> we'll get right. him on the pod. Damn right. We'll get him on the pod. Right. We're Extend the bridge. Get him over here. Seriously, I um, want this guy to have a Malkin-esque like escape from Russia. Like I that we need that. Could you imagine like that would escalate uh Briere into superstardom as a GM if he found oh, a way yeah. to smuggle Meechkov over? Mm-hmm. Only difference was but Gary Bettman was flying that plane that got Malkin over. He couldn't wait to bring him to the Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny. Um so yeah. Uh, Fedotov, I just look. The IIHF met with officials from CSKA Moscow, and they agreed that the so the meeting, the uh, agreement in the meeting was that they agreed that they're going to have a larger punishment, but not right in that moment. It was mm-hmm. oh, right, down the road, you know, well, there'll be a bigger punishment for this, and uh, Moscow said okay, <laughs> right, you know. So nothing came out of it. Fake threats. Did the, yeah. the officials in the KHL or wherever meeting, like, you guys are going to get in real serious trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how else would that have caught? How else would that have went? Like, come on. What was going to be settled I, over an email? We have to meet. I don't know what else to say with this. Like, yeah, the updates are fine. But when I see them, like, I almost get, like, a little bit, like, please stop. Like, give us more. When, let us know when you're going to come over. I don't want to hear anything else until then, really, because everything I've else got, is just BS. Yeah, I've kind of gotten to that point, too. Like, I guess a month, or I guess it was a couple months ago, but it sounded like we were going to get him over, and I was feeling pretty optimistic. I think this guy's going to be a good goalie, and at this point, I'm just tired of it. Somebody drafted him in our dynasty startup, so hmm. that happened. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the clock run out? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's the thing, too. Yeah, he picked him pretty quick. Um, drafted Adder today. Oh, I like so that. It's that getting pretty deep. Is still going on. Yeah, it's probably going to end around Saturday. We've been uh, taking a month. We're doing, like, at least, at the very least, two picks a day. And on a good day, maybe you'll get like four picks done. Well, Jim, um, we had our rookie draft. How'd you do? Uh, pretty good, I think. Uh, who did I get? I drafted uh, Adam Fantilli. Michkov went second in our league. Did you see that? I did. Hmm. Obviously, after Bedard. I love the pick. <laughs> yeah, you do. I bet you do. <laughs> uh. Drafted Fantilli third, which I was actually really happy about. As much as I like Michkov or love Michkov, I was very happy with Fantilli at three. Uh, I think I got Ryan Leonard at six, which he would, yeah, which it was between him and Benson. As much as I wanted to pick Benson because I think Buffalo is going to be absolutely loaded, and Ryan Leonard, I think uh, let's see if he's going to turn into a Kachuk. Why not? Uh, I was able to snag Dvorsky in the first round, and I snagged uh, that goalie from St. Louis, Hofer. Hoffer. Ah, very good. A couple this more picks. Subject. I'll update you how I did, okay? Go for it. Uh, I got Shimashev. 
in the second round, which was nice. I got Sandine Pelica right after that. Did you get Pelica? Who was available from Anaheim, who is like a highly touted defensive prospect. Oh, and this uh, Kirk Bedard. I'm not sure who that is. Plays for Chicago. Did you ever hear him? I like that you said Kirk. Kirk Bedard. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, first they're probably going to be a bust. (laughs) Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Freaking Chicago. Maybe we should have planned a fantasy hockey segment into this one. I know. I just kind of blurted in there, but you know. No, I would rather talk some fan. I mean, we got, we're done. We ripped through our topics. Didn't we? I mean, we didn't get there. We didn't get to rookie camp. Um, Neither did they. <laughs> I could always go for some fantasy talk. Um, all right. But let's get to rookie camp a little bit here. So it starts Thursday, right? Trev is Thursday. It's the 14th. It starts. Yep. All night starts Thursday. Got a game Friday night against mm-hmm. the Rangers rookies and Saturday afternoon, I believe, against the Rangers rookies. Wow, that was quick. It's right off the bat. There's, do they usually do that that quick? It's a good question. I don't really remember. I don't recall that happening so quick, but that'll be, I mean, at least that's something to watch. Yeah, well, uh, I, is it on TV? I, I haven't been able to find that. Last year, I think they streamed it. It, to... it was on It was on TV last year because I remember oh, Arison Erson played amazing in that game. That okay. was the first time I ever seen him play. So it was on TV last year. I I hope I can watch it. Two it must have been two years ago. I remember streaming it on maybe the Flyers YouTube or the Rangers YouTube. I'm sure there'll be some way somehow to watch that game. That that's out in like Lehigh or something, isn't it? Yep. So there you go. If you guys are they out used in to Lehigh. do it at the skate zone. I remember. Yeah. I remember Tyrell Goldborn fought Tom Wilson one time. That was fun. Oh. <laughs> and I, I was at one, um, I Who guess it was worth? 2017. Patrick was on the top line with Lindblom and Sam Moran was playing, Sanheim, Myers, Carter Hart was in that. And we were pretty optimistic about the, the franchise at that point. Those days, man. <laughs> It's all good. We're bringing the optimism back. We got a strong future, I think. That's all we have. Yeah, we do. Uh, a couple comments here. Oakum's checking in. Oakum. My man. What's up, fellas? What's up, Oakum? What's up, Oakum? Uh, so, yeah, rookie camp. You guys expecting to – well, let's get into training camp, too. Let's start with rookie camp. The The roster came out, but – I think you, you guys pretty much already know who's going to be at camp. Uh, who is your standout player at rookie camp right now? Who do you think is going to be that guy? Let's start with uh, Jack. Mm, Cutter Gauthier. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> um, is he at school already? Like, why why isn't he on yeah, the, probably. the roster? I'm going Forrester. Mm-hmm. It's a, I think it's an easy one, but kind of what I expect. I, I Sorry, I, I'm looking for – I just saw who's going to be there, and now I can't find it. Dan Y.A., J.R. Avon, Oliver Bonk. I, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. I, I kind of agree with Jack. Like, I, I think Forrester has to dom- – eh, no, nah, I won't go that far. 
I think he should dominate just because of the experience that he has. And I picked him for my opening night lineup. So I think Torch really likes him. Um, I think, I think if he has a, I think if he has a good NHL training camp or at least not a bad one, I think he makes the team. So I, I expect him to dominate, but we'll see how rookie camp goes. Uh, another guy, Oliver Bonk. And I remember we talked about him when he signed that entry level deal and someone commented like, uh, do you think he's going to start in the AHL or the NHL? And I don't think either. He can't start in the AHL. Could he start in the NHL? I guess he could. Um, and that's kind of like, you remember 11-12, uh, Sean Couturier just drafted, and they let him make the team opening night, and he ended up sticking. And then the following year, um, Scott Lawton made the opening night team, and he played the six games so that his entry-level deal wouldn't kick in, and they sent him back to juniors. I'm kind of curious... And there's a lot of bodies on that defense. But if they, like, let's say Oliver Bonk dominates rookie camp and he has a really good NHL training camp, could this guy actually start for the Flyers for maybe five games, entry-level deal doesn't kick in, and then they just send them back to London? If he dominates and they don't, they get out of, like, starting that ELC by only giving him so many games, I don't see why not. This is the, This is the season to do that. You know, let him get a cup of coffee and then give him a little encouragement for a great training camp and preseason. But you ultimately don't want to have that contract start kicking in. So yeah. you send him back. It's been done before. That would be great. If he was really that good, there's no reason why not. I think it's interesting. I'd be fine with that. Uh, I'm all about Bonk being good because so many people poo pooed that pick. And I, I'll admit, I wasn't exactly bonkers about it. <laughs> Fun <intended. laughs> uh, <when laughs> I really didn't mean to do that when they picked him. But um, just, I don't know, like the more I read about him and see him, he's so like steady Eddie. And they just need a guy like that so bad. So like, I'm Eddie really am pulling for him. We have Oakham chiming in. Bonk is going to end up a steal. Let's hope oh. so. TF is going to be looking for Denver Lil Bow Wow Barky. So when, I mention, when I mention him, when I call him that later, please remind me this is where it came from. Lil Bow Wow Barky. Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> T-shirt. It's not trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did find the roster. I'll read it out real quick. It's not very long. Uh, for the forward group, J.R. Avon, Denver Barky, Bobby Brink, Pair of five eight five nine forwards there. Uh, Alex Siernick, this year's 2023 fourth round pick. Elliot Denoye, uh, Tyson Forster, Alexi Gendron, Samu Tuomala, Zade Wisdom. And there's a few camp invites here. Mm -hmm. uh, a guy by the name of Matt Brown from Woodridge, New Jersey. Uh, Jonathan Boshan, Brendan Fury, and Jacob. Goche will attend camp. Jacob Goche is 6'4 from yeah. Longwy, Quebec. So that's your forwards. Did you guys know that Alex Siernick was born in Germany? Is he German? Because I, I don't remember seeing that, that he was from Germany when I when I read about this kid. Let me look at, I'll try looking it up. Maybe. And the only reason that I think that's significant is because any player that comes over from Germany these days is a freaking <laughs> stud. You know, I bet she's a good point. Austrian. 
Oh uh, yeah, I think that's mm. I think that's right, Jack. I think he's Austrian. Maybe he was born in Germany and and is maybe identifies as Austrian or whatever. Who knows? Identifies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's he's move on. To, let's move on to defenseman here. Um, twenty twenty second round pick Emil Andre, another five nine. Oliver Bonk, Adam Jinning, Adam Yinning, Helga Granz, Matteo Mann, this year's seventh round pick. Mason Millman, man, they have two D with the initials MM. Hmm. Huh. Weird. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Sampson will be there. Carter Southern, this year's fifth round pick. Wills Molick and camp invite Sam Sedley from St. Mary's, Ontario. The goaltenders in rookie camp. Carson Bjarnason, this year's second round pick. And Nolan Meyer, a camp invite. So there you go. That's your 2023 uh, rookie camp, Flyers rookie camp. Uh, do I have any more comments? Slavic. He's Slavic. Oh, there you go. Ty. Ty. Sjernik is Slovakian. Oh, Good stuff. How about this comment? Barky reminds me of mm. Eric Wellwood's game. That's from Oakham. That would I be – uh, <laughs> What a pick that would be, you know? Great stripper name too. <laughs> I like the shirt idea. I do too. I mean, Barking can you imagine if Barking? Bonk is something? A little slip of the tongue, boom, t-shirt. <laughs> uh, all right, so my standout defenseman in rookie camp, as much as I would love to say, Helga Granz. And they have him listed here at 6'3". Chad, do you remember when we were at the – what what was that scrimmage that we were? Yeah, at? development camp. Development camp. Didn't he look like an absolute monster? Yep. The puck this skills you can see, man. Yeah. Maybe maybe six three, and then with skates that makes him look a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. But he's like hulking, like he's big. Um, I'm gonna go Andre though, Emil Andre. I think uh, this is gonna be a guy throughout this year. You know, prospect guys and Flyers fans are gonna be hooting and hollering about. You know, and then come next season, I think he's going to have a legitimate chance to play an entire year maybe with the Flyers. We'll see because he still is young. But I think this is going to be the start of the Mille Andre hype, this this, uh, this camp maybe. Um, like I said, I think he, had, he, lo he looked good in dev camp. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. You know, so he's you know a short, I like stocky guy. Really well. Yeah. No, so you know who I'd like to see play really well because I've been hearing a lot about him uh, forever. Mm -hmm. He's like my J.K. Dobbins. Um, that'd be Bobby Brink. All right, this is the guy yeah. that was supposed to make me forget all about Cole Caulfield because oh well, we got York, but we got we traded back up. We got Bobby and his I hate his skating, but he's gonna be great. Well, he's had a slew of injuries. It is uh, it, this is a guy I would really like to see show me what everybody's talking about. So I would love to see that. So is he in rookie camp? I yeah. didn't see his name. name. Okay, man. good, good. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what reminded me of him was when Jim read his name. To be honest, I wasn't sure either. He um, was the, he was the guy that stuck out to me the most in Dev Camp. He was the guy I was most impressed by. If he is impressive again and gets hurt, like at some point this year, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I, we, no more of that shit. Like, he needs to play. Like, I'm ready for a lot of talk on this guy. I want to. It's, it's time for the myth to become reality. <laughs> right. Let's see that's. Offensively, I think you know. I think you might see that uh, this Woody, year. Go forward. 
<laughs> I mentioned uh, on past shows, I think. It, if you watched him towards the end of the year with the Phantoms, he looked too good to be playing in the AHL. If you look at the Flyers roster, though, they don't really have a spot. A lot of bodies to beat for, out. Yeah, for, for, for Bobby Brink. And maybe uh, sometime between now and the beginning of next year, Cam Atkinson goes somewhere. Uh, Wade Allison may not be here, so maybe a spot opens up on the third line somewhere. Um, you know, next year maybe is the year he makes the team out of camp. But I think he, we see him as that call-up guy throughout this year. If there's an injury, call up Bobby Brink, yada, yada. Um, he's a guy, I think, as long as he picks up where he left off. You know, fans might uh, get excited about him this year. Hey, it's a good problem to have. I just want to yeah, see good call. do their thing. Good call with that one. Uh, all right. So that's rookie camp. Carson Bjarnason will be there. So when I'm doing this, some of this last-minute research for this dynasty uh, startup that we're doing – Bjarnason was a guy that I had on my queue. And so I'm doing some research. I'm looking this guy up a little bit. Uh, I don't know if the list was from last year or from this year, but he was number one on top 10 North American uh, goaltenders list mm -hmm. at one point. So this wasn't just like a random pick, like, hey, we need – let's go pick up a goalie in back-to-back -back picks or whatever. This was – well, we, Carson Bjarnason fell to us at 51. We need to take him kind of thing here. Like, I, I don't think we've talked about him enough. And it's, you know, he's a goalie. The goal, uh, Flyers have a lot of them. How much time do we want to spend talking about goalies? But Bjarnason has kind of flown under the radar. In a draft where, you, you know, we drafted Michkov and had a second first-round pick in Oliver Bonk, Bjorn, like Bjornsson has flown under the radar. This is a top goalie prospect that the Flyers have drafted, and they've added it to the cupboard of top goalie prospects that they have. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that this is a guy we should get excited about, but if you go to, if you go to the uh, rookie camp, he's a guy I think that we should be watching. You know, this is a, a real talent now in the system in, in Bjornsson. So, just wanted to point that out. Goalie there, factory, so baby. Many, there are so go. many intriguing names, man. It's, I don't even remember there being this many names back. Travis, you kind of alluded to this back when the, you know the when Moran was like one of our top. I remember there being a lot of defensemen, but that was kind of it. You had a couple of guys sprinkled in here or there, just up and down the lineup and goal. There was just so many names. I'm very curious to see what they got, what they can do, and it's almost the entire roster at this point. Even a guy like Zade Wisdom, I'm like, dude, you need to put up or shut up. And I'm not even talking about at the professional level. Like, that's still interesting to me. Like, there's there's a lot of guys throughout the entire lineup that I could follow in the NHL, obviously with the Phantoms and God knows where else that, you know, other countries. They have a hell of a pool right now. And if you can see, they're being ranked pretty high. I don't remember the site, but I read a site based on – the prospects they have, super par superstar potential, NHL potential, they were ranked as high as three for like their prospects. Well. Yeah, and, and that that's ridiculous from where they were two years ago. So wow. Yeah, I mean, you look at this list and it's actual high-end talent prospects on here. It's not, you know, a bunch of 22, 23, 24-year-old, you know, lifelong AHL guys. Like even even guys like Sammy Tuomala. 
and Alexi Gendron. These guys have a chance to do something. You know, they're, they're both signed to play with the Phantoms. This will be the first time um, I think we'll be able to see them unless you went to uh, development camp. I I'm excited to watch those guys. Gendron was the second leading sco uh, goal scorer in uh, the CHL last year. So uh, seventh round pick in 2022. You know, is it real or is it just a product of playing against, you know, lesser kind of talent, you know, or is he the real deal? Did, did they get a steal in the seventh round? I'll be looking to see that. Uh, Tuomalas finally come over uh, from Finland. Speed Demon. You know, he was beating uh, Emil Andre in development camp. So I'll be interested to see how he's going to do. Uh, obviously, Tyson Forster, a guy we all can't wait to watch in the NHL. Elliot Denoyer, who I think, at least for me personally, because I don't expect him to make the roster. It'll be interesting to see how he does now as one of the older guys in camp, as one of the leaders potentially. You know, will he set the tone kind of thing? Well, uh, so there's a lot to watch for. And and Jack mentioned Bobby Brink. There's there's some uh, development camp's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, so okay, now Flyers actual camp starts, I believe, next week. Is that correct, Trav? Do you do you know the exact dates? Because I don't it recall. It's the week of the 18th. Okay, yeah. Don't remember the exact day. It's not the 18th. I know that. It's somewhere in the middle of the week. All right. So I'm looking at, yeah, I think you're right because it looks like development. I'm sorry. Um, rookie camp ends Tuesday, September 19th, I believe. Uh, so so yeah, maybe the, game... the 21st. Do they play the 23rd? I thought they played the 25th against the Devils. Is that right? Wow. Is that what it is? I'm trying to remember if there's anything else in there. I thought I just saw that before we went live. I, that could be right. I was thinking 23rd, but that's Eagles Monday night, so maybe you're right. Well, let me check my handy-dandy Flyers calendar. <laughs> it looks like you need media credentials to go to rookie camp. Saw that. And you have to I'm sure it's... It'll be open to the fans and the public, but yep. Media interested in covering so, the series game at Travis, it, it looks like there's a couple of games that start on the 23rd, but the Flyers don't have one until the 25th. Yeah. Yep. So it looks like you the 23rd is when it starts for the league. Okay. Flyers will play it's Monday the 25th, 7 p.m. at Devils, New Jersey. The old Prudential Center. I guess <laughs> it doesn't say that's all they got, right? Yep. Prudential center. Look at that. Need for speed, baby. And you guys watch the office all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Never mind. That's the wrong thing. <laughs> remember when he goes, I feel the need, the need for tweed. You remember that episode or nah? I feel like I do, but I nope. can't pull. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't speed. Sorry. I, yeah, I feel the need for speed. My favorite character. How's that? <laughs> And then on the 27th, they'll see Jackson Cates and the New York Islanders. Hey. <laughs> Maybe he'll get a hat trick and pr improve that uh, young gun's price. <laughs> I may have to sell it that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. It'll never be uh, that high again. <laughs> um, all right, boys. Siernik, Avon, Tuomala line would probably be fun to watch. And Avon's a guy that's 
Oh, you know who I didn't see on that list? And I guess it's because he's back at college. Uh, is Ma- Massimo Rizzo. Correct. Oh, right. geez, I forgot all about him. Ka- Kaplan, too. He's at school. Yeah, Kaplan, yep. What's right, crazy so about that college. line, though, that's like your th- – well, I guess you're playing against yourself, but like it's like a third line. You know, I mean, that's how much talent they have. Like they could, like that would be like a third line, or could mm-hmm. be. A third. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get up to see any of the practices in camp. Oh shit! I pressed the wrong button. Uh, let me check the schedule one more time. So it looks like they have games Saturday, Friday, and Saturday. Sunday they have a practice that maybe you'll try to make it out to. And this way we can have things to talk about on Monday. Yeah. So, yeah. Boys, any any topics that we didn't cover that you'd like to go over before we wrap up? Don't think so. Yeah. Kind I think shot what, our, uh, I mean, I know there's, there's so much so much news this week, but uh, I think we got it. Yeah. I think we did too. So, uh, okay. If, if no one in the comments has anything else, we're going to wrap up. Thank you. Thank you, Zach, Jared, TF. Oakham, did I miss anybody? And Ty for hanging out. Always a pleasure hanging out with you fellas. Uh, We'll be back next Monday to talk Flyers uh, uh, rookie camp and obviously some Flyers Rangers. And that's it. Like (laughs) We're jumping into the season next week, Mm -hmm. right? Preseason, camp, it starts. Flyers are almost back. So we'll see you guys uh, next Monday. Everybody have a safe uh, week. That's it. Bye-bye. Johan back. <laughs>